Welcome to episode 57 of The Roger Snipe Show. Thank you for tuning in to The Roger Snipe Show. The aim of each episode is to leave you feeling more informed than when you started. You can expect a vast array of subjects from functional medicine to economic developments. Each week, I'll be interviewing experts in different fields to bring you an awesome show. The Rod 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 Roger Snipes Show. Yo, <laughs> you know what? I'm just eating a couple of um, goji berries and sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, cashews, Brazil nuts. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> And um, I thought, yeah, I'll record in a minute. But then I just thought, man, I, I need to record now because I've got a ton of things to do. So anyways, today's podcast is going to be pretty cool. So I speak with someone who goes by the name of Wade Lightheart. That sounds like a celebrity name. The name is Wade Lightheart. <laughs> so Wade is the president of Bioptimizers. And I don't know if you guys know about bioptimizers, but they specialize quite a lot in gut health, which is much of what this podcast is going to be about. But we first of all dive into how he started off in fitness, which was in bodybuilding. And he explains his story in, you know, his his motivations. And it's, it's so insightful. And one thing is, one thing which I enjoyed about this this podcast or interview is that I have competed as well and I know what it's like prepping to go on the stage and the uh, the mental agility required and ah oh man <laughs> it's, it's pretty serious so we, we cover quite a few things to do with um, talking about body composition and um just very much what it's like being an athlete, you know, behind stage or prepping for a show. And we we slowly merge into talking about gut health, which is a really fascinating subject. But it's not just the subject which is fascinating, but uh, Wade himself as an individual. He's a very interesting character and his choice of words, his explosive energy... It just makes the whole interview experience like incredible. And you can tell that he is a public speaker, you know, like you could imagine when he's on stage speaking to an audience, he demands respect, <laughs> not in a rude way, but it's like he his energy would would definitely control the room. I, I, I really enjoyed this one. But before I go into a little bit of detail about Wade Lightheart himself, I just want to cover a few uh, Black Friday specials because, as you know, Black Friday is coming up and it used to start, it used to be just on Friday and then it, it merged from Friday all the way to Monday and now it's starting at the beginning of the week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's a, there's a few products which I'd like to talk about and their special offers. And the first one I want to talk about is 
Keon supplements. Now, Keon do a whole range of different stuff. They do amino acids. They have even coffee, uh, protein bars, omega oils or um, omega capsules, uh, Keon immune, which is obviously for your immune system, Keon lean, colostrum, uh, some serum, and uh, yeah, they've, they've got loads of other stuff. Now, the special offer they have on today is if you spend over $100, you'll get a $25 gift card. If you spend over $150, you get a $50 gift card. If you spend over $200, you get a $75 gift card. If you spend over $250, you'll get a $100 gift card. Now, you don't need any codes. All you need to do is visit getkeon.com forward slash Roger Snipes. Now, the next one I want to talk about is Motion Nutrition. Now, they do a whole range of supplements as well, um, mainly to do with um, performance and also to encourage quality of sleep. All their supplements are free from artificial additives, uh, free from artificial preservatives, fillers, colors, binders, emulsifiers, GMO, and uh, free from gluten, and all of them are organic. So they have 20% off their nootropics, their power-up and unplugged nootropics, and everything else is buy one, get one free, <laughs> okay? Everything else is buy one, get one free. So I could imagine them going out of stock very, very quickly. And uh, on top of that, you can use my discount code SNIPES10 to get yourself an additional 10% off. Okay, so definitely check them out and take advantage. The next one I want to talk about is some hydrogen water by a company called Drink HRW and their hydrogen water is called Rejuvenation. Actually, everything on their website is on special offer, so it's not even just that. They've got many things which specialize in longevity, so they have the Rejuvenation hydrogen water, they've got these um, H2 Relieve bath tablets, hydrogen beauty tablets, um, NAD plus supplements too, and uh, yeah, it, their supplements are amazing. So I, I normally use the hydrogen water every single morning. And in the evening when I'm feeling a bit tired and a bit stressed, um, you know, after having an, an, an intense day from cycling, training and uh, lots of work, and I want to feel a bit more focused without feeling wired like when you drink coffee and I have myself a hydrogen water so with them like normally I can give 10% off but they're giving 20% with my discount code so visit drinkhrw.com and use discount code snipes10 for 20% off the next one I want to talk about is Somavedic. Somavedic is a EMF mitigation and harmonizer. So if you are, let's say, sensitive to EMF, you can get one of these Somavedics and put it in your house. So what they do is they have these precious and semi-precious stones in there and you plug it in 
and the electricity and the stones just amplify across your entire house and I believe it's up to about a hundred feet in all directions so it doesn't just harmonize yourself it's actually good for plants as well um, and everybody in your household will feel the the, the the lovely effects of it, even your neighbors. <laughs> it's good for pets as well, or just anything living. And if you have plants in your house, you will find that they will live longer. But um, you definitely got to check it out. Check out their website. They normally would give 10% off, but during the Black Friday, they are giving 21% off. So visit their website, which is www.somavedic.com and use discount code SNIPES21 for 21% off. So, so the guy I have on the show today goes by the name of Wade, Wade Lightheart. And he is an author, athlete, nutritionist and expert in fixing the gut. He is a three-time Canadian national all-natural bodybuilding champion who competed as a vegetarian and he's a former Mr. Universe competitor, host of the Awesome Health podcast. Wade Lightheart is one of the world's premier authorities on natural nutrition and training methods. Having majored in sports science at the University of New Brunswick, he has authored numerous books on health, nutrition, and exercise, which has sold in over 80 countries. Now, Wade also serves as an advisor to the American Anti-Cancer Institute and is the co-founder and president of Bioptimizers, a digestive and health optimization company. He's been in the health industry for over 25 years, coached thousands of clients and is sought out by athletes and high performance orientated individuals worldwide for his advice and how to optimize their health and fitness levels. Let's bring on Wade Lightheart. So Wade, my friend, how you doing? You know, just uh, living the dream, as they say, under uh, extraordinary circumstances. So uh, here That's we are. Cool. What are you doing in your free time these days? It seems like a lot of people have free time, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we've been at, at by optimizers. We've we've been using this time where we can't interact or travel or much to actually just produce more, do more, develop more. Um, we've I think we've launched, I think in the last, this year will be like 12 new products, a new magazine. We're coming out with a new book, uh, Biological Optimization Blueprint, the updated and upgraded version of that. We got blood sugar stuff coming. We just cracked the code on um, brain modulation with nootropics. Um, so we're really rocking and rolling it by optimizers because we got nothing better to do than to be in the lab and be in the creative zone and and, and growing with that. So uh, yeah, just making uh, making the best out of uh, extraordinary circumstances. That's incredible. You know, so many people have been struggling during this time saying, oh, I've got nothing to do. And I don't know, maybe because they can't travel, they feel restricted. But I think during these times, it gives you 
I don't know, it really gets you to start being as creative as possible. You have to use whatever resources you have around you and maybe start working on new projects like what you guys have been doing, which is amazing. I've noticed that there's two types of people that I, uh, that I would categorize um, a lot of people that have fallen into during this pandemic crisis, whatever you want to call it. And that is there are a, one subset of people, the, actually most of the people that I spend most of my time with, and that is if they have used this time to create new breakthroughs, self-development stuff, produce books and do all sorts of extraordinary things where they found a way, hey, I never got the time to do this. Now I'm going to do it. <laughs> and they've gone forward. And then there's the other people who I think have really struggled because they're waiting for some external force to give them the okay <laughs> to, to get back to work or get back to life or get back to normal or whatever the new normal or whatever those slogans that are sliding around. But the reality is, is this, we don't know how long this is going to last and we don't know how long we're going to be here on the planet. We just don't know. So, all I know is that every day goes by, I get closer to the finish line of physical existence in this domain. And I don't want to waste any of that time that I have within the parameters that I have to express it. I'm only going to be this age at a certain time. I am aging. There's a certain level of degeneration that's happening. You know, as a former athlete, I understand, like, I think as a former athlete, you get really clear early on in life and probably earlier than other people that there is a kind of like a, 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 a rising ascension of your physical capacity into some sort of peak. And maybe that's close to your potential. Maybe it's not. And there is a clear and definitive decline afterwards that is undeniable and is, is known by every person in the world. And I think most people don't actually realize that until they're late into their middle age. And I think the benefits of being a, a former athlete is that you become clear about how short the windows of life really are. Yeah. Oh, you really do. You really do. And, um, you know, I'm so, so grateful that I competed on the stage you know, at first it was, it was kind of a challenge for me to kind of, um, because I was very introverted and I, I wanted to find it as an opportunity to kind of break out of that shell, to just try to um, yeah, just be a bit courageous, really. You know, <clears throat> it, was, it, was, it was scary, but because it was scary for me, it was like, I need to do this. And I think... Um, on our previous discussion or previous chat, it was, uh, it was you asking me questions about like my competitive background. And um, during that chat, I learned that you had competed yourself and you were, um, I think, three times uh, all-natural bodybuilding champion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Went to the Worlds a couple of times and discovered that I could get to the room, but there were, there, were, there were people in that room that I would never beat no matter what, but I got to realize my own potential and that turned out really good and launched my career. That's awesome. So tell me about your whole competitive career. Like how, how did you start? Yeah. Um, when I was 15, I got inspired um, by a series of events that changed my life forever. Number one, my parents moved to a very rural area. It was 55 miles away from a town, 
five miles to my nearest neighbor up a dirt road on a mountain and the power lines and telephone poles ended at my doorstep. That's, and I used to say, we live so far in the woods, you had to pipe daylight into us. And <laughs> my parents uh, were the caretakers for a very wealthy businessman that owned this private resort. So they took care of the property. And I was removed from my local community, my friends group, all this stuff. So I had a lot of time by myself, which I wasn't very happy about at 15. The second thing that happened is my sister, who was four years my senior, got diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which was cancer of the lymph nodes. And I watched her go through the medical model for four years before she died at the age of 22. Very young. So what happened there is the tragedy of that led also for me to realize is that you don't know how your health isn't a guarantee and your life is not a guarantee. So I determined at that point I was not going to... Uh, I was not going to live life like it was going to go on forever, that I was going to take chances and risks. And that got me into all kinds of trouble. Um, but it also got me into an extraordinary array of experiences. But during this time, and this all happened in a very short period of time when we moved there and she got sick, she gave me a bodybuilding magazine. And it had Troy Zaclato on the cover who had just won Mr. California, two pretty girls in bikinis and driven mad at testosterone. I'm like, oh, wow, maybe I could, if I could get girls like that, if I had all those muscles mm -hmm. and... You know, I bought the Joe Weider lie, as I like to say. And I began training. And during that process, of course, I ran into none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger through his books and magazines and articles. And of course, he was the most uh, famous and successful actor at the time. And he had won all these Mr. Universe contests and Mr. Olympias. And he developed a career and become wealthy, successful, famous. And in his book, Education of a Bodybuilder, he wrote, you can achieve anything in life if you have hard work, self-discipline, and a positive attitude. Well, everybody I knew worked really, really hard. Nobody had a positive attitude, or very few people. And, and if they did, they were suspect. And self-discipline was not anything that anybody I had ever even heard of, you know? And so by implementing that philosophy in my life, starting working out in my gym. So my very first four years of training was literally in a barn. Sometimes my hands would freeze to a bar, but I had this clear vision that I was going to compete in the Mr. Universe. I was going to have a supplement company that sold products around the world. And I was going to live in Venice Beach, California, just like Arnold was. And because he became my icon of what I was trying to achieve and go for. Now, mm. I didn't win the Mr. Universe. And it took me 32 years to get to Venice, California. It took me another 20 to start my company. But all those things did eventually come true. <laughs> and so I do believe that the power of a strong vision and either the stubbornness or stupidity to continue following that despite outrageous obstacles is the pathway for humans to develop to their ultimate potential. That's incredible. That's so true. So, so, so true. Um, and it's quite amazing as well that it, 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 there could be one person who just gives you a vision, gives you a bit of hope, and it's maybe just a few words. Uh, what one person says and then that is it um I, for myself i lived in a i could say po poverty stricken neighborhood my dad i lived with my dad and he wasn't the most positive person 
but um, you could say I had like one mentor that gave me a vision that I could do something with myself and that's all I needed. And um, he, he used to bodybuild in his garage. Um, I was too young to go to the gym, but I'd go to his garage and lift some weights. And you know, it was someone who was older than me who was making it happen. And it made me think, well, I can do it, you know, because he's, he's here to mentor me. Uh, so why not? I think, I think that's fascinating. I think it's really important. And if I think if you look in, uh, one of the things I like to do is I like to read the autobiographies of successful people or world influential people or people that made a difference in the world. Mm. And without a doubt, every one of them have experienced extraordinary obstacles at some point in their life, like obstacles that are just, that may have lasted for decades. Could be health issues, could be poverty issues, could be educational or economic. Like there's all sorts of challenges, but there's always, like you said, there, there, there's somebody in their life at some point that influenced them in the way that allowed them to say, you know what, I can, I can do this. I can, I can be more than what my circumstances are right now. And I think that's the hero's journey, which has been as old as time itself through all the tribes from Joseph Campbell or Gene Houston have uh, so eloquently uh, orchestrated and recorded and showed all the different versions of it. But I think in today's world where we're living in such a technologically advanced world where everything is so easy in a lot of ways and the challenges that we face are mostly they're not the challenges that our ancestors faced. And I, I, and I believe we've become a little bit soft. And I've, I think it's important for us to, to, to find ways to push ourselves, to find our limitations, to find our obstacles, to find our challenges, whatever that may be. And it's going to be different for e either every person. Some people are physically gifted. Some people are mentally gifted. Some people are emotionally gifted. Everybody has talent and everybody has liabilities. Can you find the latent talent within you? And do you have the courage to pursue that to its most uh, furthest expansion within yourself? And I think that's the mystery of being a human and, and what we can do and hope and only hope for, for ourselves and for our children to come. Mm, yeah. I think, yeah, so many truths to what you said there, especially, I think this world is so soft, man. So soft. If somebody makes a, a comment on social media, I see other people getting all offended and crying about it. Yeah. Are you for real? Really? I just, I just can't believe people. People are crying over some dumb shit. But um, I find that sometimes I do have to manufacture sort of difficult situations to make sure I don't fall into a, a kind of comfortable normality. I don't, I don't want to be too comfortable. And this is one of the reasons why I wake up super early and I'll go for a cycle. So I purposely don't wear much clothes and it's around seven degrees Celsius at the moment. So it's not warm at all so that I can feel and embrace that cold and it will push me to cycle faster. I have to stop every once in a while because my hands get cold and my feet get cold and I have to try and jump up and down, drop and do some push-ups. But for me, it's, um, it's, I'm telling myself like, 
to just get through it and build resilience. And um, I think of times before when I had to push myself to do certain things and I had no choice. I actually used to work in a freezer um, back in 2001, which was minus 26 degrees. And I'd done that for about seven years. So, you know, these moments pop in my head and I'm like, well, you've done way harder than this, you know, stop mm -hmm. complaining. You know, any kind of, any work that I've done, I always think to myself, there's certain things that I've done in the past, which is way harder, you know, like my upbringing. I always think of things like that because right now things are easy. It is yeah. it's so easy. Like if I have a little bit of problem, sometimes I think, but that's not really a problem. You can overcome this. Stop, stop complaining. Um, but I think we, we, we had a, a brief discussion before we uh, started recording and, You'd mentioned about, you know, people who are born in this particular age is very different to those that are, you know, born without all this digital stuff. You know, um, if, if, technolo if technology was to just shut down now, some people will literally shut down themselves. They'd be like, okay, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> Probably commit suicide if they couldn't log into Instagram or something like that. Well, let's say some uh, crazy operation, um, fires a, a nuclear warhead over you over the united states and you get an emp wave that knocks out 90 percent of the power grid this is a potential risk that living in the world that we live in today people go oh that wouldn't happen okay what if it did if we look at the interdependence that we have on energy consumption electrical transportation like there's so many layers of complexity that's built into society that makes it very simple and easy for us to operate that you can literally live your life not really knowing anything about except the punchlines to the best sitcoms that you've been spending most of your life observing in a television and so we are living in these privately curated algorithmic mental prisons that are curated directly to your likes and dislikes and anything that's outside of that you need to move away from so that you get more of what you want that's just the way the nervous system and our brains so I, I think these are the unintended consequences of technological innovation and we were laughing about it before and I'm happy to be the last of the Mohicans that they study uh, because I've rejected a lot of the things. And of course, it's, I find it irony, ironic that I have a digital-based company. I have no business of having a digital-based company. I'm a real-world kind of guy. I like to throw barbells around and I like to do experiments with uh, nutritional supplementation and get out there and feel things. But I also feel the same way. I feel like I'm getting a little soft. I'm getting things that are a little easy. And it's like, uh, I don't know how good that is. I always like a Marvin Hagler. I was a fighter. Um, he was a superstar fighter back in the day and at the peak of his career, he retired and they interviewed him. They're like, Martin, like you're at the top of your game. You've worked all your life to get here. And we're like, why are you retiring? He says, it's, it's, it's really hard to get up at 6 a.m. and go running when you're at, wearing silk pajamas. <laughs> he said I, in his wow. sport, which is combat sport, which is the highest risk that you could imagine like you're in you're in there with a with a essentially a killer that could with an ordinary person walking into the ring with a, a, a professional martial artist 
an ordinary person would be killed rather, rather easily. Mm. To train yourself to handle that kind of environment and that kind of abuse, you, 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 you need to be able to be doing hard things literally all the time to keep yourself sharp and focused. Yeah. Um, I think if you listen, Jocko Wilnick, um, who wrote Extreme Ownership, the, the, the highly decorated Navy SEAL, and you hear his psychology of how he approaches things. And you know, he gets out of the military. He's killing it in business. He's killing it in his podcast. He's killing it in all these areas of life because this stuff is actually easy compared to what he's done before. And he would be the first guy to say, yeah, I'm getting soft. I'm getting weak. You know what I mean? Because he's, you know, he feels he's on the descent, but he's leveraging the skills from the hard times to apply to these other areas, which are extraordinary levels of feats of accomplishment. He's got a manufacturing company, a book thing, a consulting business, you know, he's got a, one of the number one podcasts in the world. He's a championship kind of jujitsu guy. Runs it like, like we're all really capable of that, but we're only capable of it if we find out where our limits are and we go do the hard things. Yeah, yeah. Got to do the hard things, Have the really to. hard things. You've got to really push yourself. What do you, you know, with your mindset from bodybuilding, um, you know, with you getting in incredible shape, um, do you think that it's challenging now for you to, if you was to decide to do that again? Yeah, hundred percent. And it's, it, it, I'll tell you why that is. And I probably am more sophisticated about understanding the mechanics of it than ever before. Um, but when I was, when I'll, I'll take you back to 2003, 2002, 2003, when I decided that I was going to become, uh, I was going to attempt to become a vegetarian bodybuilding champion on the national and international stage. And everybody told me it wasn't possible. And I was in, I was really motivated to pay the price. And in 2003, I had to stay in a continuous contest diet for 11 months. And I was about six months the year before in a continuous diet stuff. So really pushing the, the metabolism in ways that I, I wouldn't advise people to do because of the potential consequences. And, you know, the last five months from when I won the national championships to the Mr. Universe contest, it was a grind. I mean, I was in considerable amount of physical, mental, psychological, emotional, financial, like all the pain and above was all part of that equation. And I pushed through it. I got through it. And then as the story goes, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks after that contest, there was a recoil <laughs> effect, wow. which led to the discovery of you know, our company and the roles of digestion and all these sort of things, which, so there was a benefit within that, that led to my next career. And four years later, I came back and I retired and won some national championships again and went to the world and didn't have that recovery after I learned everything that, uh, that, I, that we can share with my company stuff. But I've never, and this is a, a confession for our listeners to do. I've never, ever, got to the state mentally relative to physical performance than I was at at that time. 
I was willing to endure whatever. Yeah. It did not matter what it would take to be at my best. If I felt like I was starving, if I felt like I was out of energy, if I felt it didn't matter. I was willing to pay that price. And I know mentally right now, I'm not willing to pay the price to go to that level. Maybe that would change one day. And I, and I find it very fascinating right now watching Mike Tyson getting ready for this fight with Roy Jones Jr. And he talked about, you know, six months ago, he did an interview with Joe Rogan, said, I don't want to activate that guy. He's got too much ego. And then he's activated. And, you know, here we got, we got Mike Tyson. He's switched on that switch and which was very self-destructive for him before. And he's taking that risk again. And it, it's fascinating to watch him go through it. And, I, and I'm watching this as a voyeur, as a middle-aged guy. <laughs> and, 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 and now is Mike Tyson at the same physical tools and ability that he had 25 years ago. I doubt it. Right. And sure. He looks good on tape and all this stuff. And certainly he's at the best state that he can get in right now. But I don't think anybody who would say that Mike Tyson is going to be better than what he was before, because there's the will, but there's also the skill. And in a physical world, that's there, there are certain physiological requirements engaged in that as an as an athletic person now that being said you can take some of those athletic principles apply them to other areas of life business relationships self-development whatever that you can cultivate these other attributes to being a human that you can't necessarily experience as an athlete tom brady if you watch his tom tv 12 tom versus time uh facebook series i think he talks about the consequences and, and choices that he's made in order to be the top quarterback in the NFL. And he knows it's compromised his relationship. It's compromised his, with his kids, his life, his social work. He's willing to pay that price. But once he retires, probably not going to come back from that. And you see that happening all the time with guys that retire and try to come back and it doesn't usually work out. Um, there are a few exceptions, but it's very hard to switch that switch back on once you've gone there. And mm. I, I would say unequivocally that at this stage in my life, and there's, all, you know, there's always that outside chance because I've always thought, man, maybe I could come back for when I'm 50, right? Mm. It just, there's always been in the back of my mind, am I, am I going to activate that? But in order to do that, I would have to let go of a lot of the things that I'm currently doing so that I could go, go full force in that. I'd have to change my business career. I'd have to chase, change my personal relationships, some of my self-development stuff. I'd have to put all of that aside to go back to that place that allowed me to be a, 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 a competitor on the world stage. I think a lot of people don't realize the amount of discipline that is required. Like, I think once you've been on the stage, everything else in comparison damn easy 100 percent, and that's the advantage of doing that thing yeah I, I i say to people look pick the hardest thing that you can possibly think of doing that you're interested in doing and go do it <laughs> yeah because once you stick it out for however long that is everything else gets easier mm. there's a book by uh brian tracy called eat that frog 
which is pretty mm. interesting. He just talks about doing the hardest things first, you know, the most difficult stuff because everything else is easier in comparison. Um, sometimes it can work out that way, but sometimes the hardest things are not necessarily urgent. So it doesn't always work out that way. It's yeah. not urgent, so it's hard. I don't necessarily need to do that. Um, but sometimes it's good for your own resilience factor to just make you a bit stronger to deal with other stuff. Um, so I've met a lot of competitive bodybuilders who have um, tweaked and optimized their diet to achieve fantastic specimen of a body, like, like great aesthetics and just looking amazing. But the thing is, what I find with a lot of people who, who get in incredible shape is they focus more on body composition than actual micronutrients or just minerals, healthy food itself. You know, I find that a lot of people that have a six pack and easily have a six pack, they see it as as long as I don't put on body fat, then I'm okay. I can pretty much eat whatever I want. Have you come across people like that? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So um, we have, and this is discovered organically through my own failures, uh, myself and my business partners, Matt, we have a triangle we call the bioptimization triangle, which has aesthetics, performance and health, each one on one aspect of the triangle. So bodybuilding is a unique sport in that the performance is correlated with the aesthetics. So how aesthetic you are is, is, is related to the performance factor. So you have two sides of the triangle because most people get into fitness. Why? Because they want to look better for the opposite sex or there's, there's the, the, the <laughs> sex that they're interested in, I guess I have to say now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's total vanity. Let's just face it. It's just vanity and that's just a normal aspect, I think, of the developmental nature of what it is to be a sexual being on the planet. Now, sports move into a performance-based model. And, and fitness, relative to a sport, I would, I would categorize is, for example, fitness as opposed to the Tour de France is very different than fitness to Olympic weightlifting. Both are very fit relative to their category, yet if you took them into the opposite sport, they would be considered very unfit. So, so fitness is a component of performance in, in, in the bodybuilding world. That one part of that is aesthetics, part of it's body fat, part of it, you know, muscularity, all those kind of components, aesthetics, size, shape, symmetry, all that sort of stuff. And, and how lean a person is are the componing factors, which makes a certain visual image for people. Now, in order to achieve that level of performance, Nobody's looking at the scale. Nobody is looking at what is the concoction of supplements, drugs, training methods or whatever that allowed that person to get there. And that's all, that's all taken in within the individual genetics of that particular person. I am not going to play center in the NBA no matter how many times I want to jump. You know, if you put me beside Shaquille O'Neal, sorry, we're not equal. We're not equal. It doesn't mean that we're not valuable, but we're not equal human beings. And everybody has an innate physical 
emotional, psychological ability. Most people never tap into even close to what their potential is. But what happens in the pursuit of aesthetic ideals, I want to be an Instagram model, or I want to be a competitive bodybuilder, or I want to compete at the CrossFit Games and, and win, whatever the parameters are, we're just using those as examples. We set ourselves up for an external representation of what performance is. Those tests aren't looking at the metabolites in the system. They're not looking at the toxicities in the system. They're not looking at the damage to the nervous system or the muscular system or anything else. It's all about what you look like or how you can perform on any given day, regardless of the outcome. And there was an interesting study that happened during the Dubbin Inquiry. The Dubbin Inquiry happened when um, the famous Canadian sprinter, Ben Johnson, tested positive for steroids, I believe, at the 1988 Seoul Olympics. And I had a professor at university who was part of that inquiry. inquiry. Oh, really? Yeah. And what was fascinating that came out of that, they did a study of Olympic athletes. And they said, if, they, if you could take a drug that you would not test positive for, and that you would be guarantee you to win the gold medal, but you had a 95% chance of dying within the next five years, would you take it? And the results was 95% of the athletes at the Olympics said they would. Wow. And so I went back to the interviews of the, where people after their career talked about the Ben Johnson. And there was Carl Lewis and Linford Christie and oh. all these different guys that were just phenomenal track athletes. And I know you've done a bit of track yourself, so you could probably remember and relate to these guys. And they were just extraordinary, just extraordinary levels of athleticism. And I remember Linford Christie said it best. He said, yeah, I wish some of these golden halos would fall down and choke some of the people who are, are, are so down on Ben Johnson because it's because I believe that every single person at that final was, uh, was, was enhanced in some level that was not applicable to the rules. But gold medals are a form of performance that have an economic return. When someone is working for their business career and they're working 14 hours a day, there's an economic reward for the level of performance that they're able to do. They're a, you know, they want an article as a lawyer. They want to be the top actor or actress in the world. They want to be whatever, or they want to be the best trader in the environment. Whatever that profession is, there is a performance parameter that people are willing to compromise their health. But sooner or later, the bottom end of the triangle, we got aesthetics, we got performance and health is on the base. What you do on the front two is going to be chipping away at that base. And kind of like the triangle can be, you know, like a wide triangle or it can go like this. Oftentimes, the higher the peak, the bigger the crash <laughs> after, after the, you come off of that. And, then, and that's what happened with myself. It wasn't that I was willing to do drugs or all those sort of things in my performance side. But I pushed myself so hard. I was trying to do something that no one else had done before. And I made some critical mistakes on that era that led to me discovering the principles of digestive health because I destroyed my digestive system that led to weight gain and dysfunction and brain fog and all these things that people are suffering from today. And I got lucky and I found out the answers to that question from, so I'm not discouraging. I'm all that to say, I'm not discouraging people to do whatever the hell they want to do and go to the absolute end of their performance and find what that is and blow up like a, like a, 
rock star, go ahead. But sooner or later, you're going to come over to buy optimizers. You're going to come over here because you're going to want to buy back or, or, or re-engage or reactivate or optimize your health on some level because it is determinant of our, our ability to experience what we call three-dimensional reality, the big, the big blue ball here with all us humans running around like, I don't know, some kind of weird virus around the planet just interacting with this system. It's, we're, we're very unusual species. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, humans. Um, sometimes we just don't know when to stop and sometimes we don't get started at all. It's uh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've, you and Matt have, have developed this amazing company by optimizers where you create these, uh, digestive enzymes and all these other um, health supplements. Are they all related to enzymes? And no. So we started there um, and we started with the scratch and, you know, him and I both came from, um, I took exercise physiology. He was a kinesiologist. He was in combat sports. I was in the bodybuilding sports. We both became nutritionists and we were always interested more on the aesthetics and performance. And then eventually when I had my health crisis, um, he was a good marker, a, a great marker, I would say. And he introduced me to the idea of, well, we could start helping people. And, and I was frankly, to start out, I was motivated primarily to helping people avoid some of the mistakes that I had made on the pursuit of athletic performance. And for me, my number one thing was digestion because I had wrecked my digestive system and I learned about enzymes and probiotics and how the digestive system and eventually hydrochloric acid and then it got into mineralization and microminerals and all these sort of things that we talk about in our company. But concordant to the external message of all of that stuff, Matt and I are hardcore, always have and always will be biohackers. They weren't even called biohackers. Like, you know, uh, I think Dave Asprey came out and, and branded that label. But the reality is, is bodybuilders and athletes have been biohackers forever. We're finding unusual ways to stimulate um, above average responses, whether that's fighting, whether that's building muscle, whether that's losing body fat, whether it's running farther or faster or jumping high. Like we're always coming up with these concepts. The, 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 the whole concept of biohacking is finding ways to stimulate the body to adapt in ways that are above and beyond normal physical activity. And so that blossomed that initial drive or expression, which we realized that there was an extraordinary amount of digestive related conditions in the world because of the unintended consequences of technological innovation. We changed our food production, we changed the distribution, we cook, we process, we add an assortment of chemicals to it, we strip out the nutrients, we, nuclear, we, we radiate it. We, we do all these things that, that, that really removes food from what it was. And so now most people don't even know what food is. It's, it's you, know, you know, like you, you can't go to the store, take the box of whatever your favorite thing is planted in the ground to grow something else. Uh, but up until, you know, just a little, not that many, not, not that many generations ago, all food came from its natural sources. But now, it, you know, natural and organic 
you got to pay a lot extra to get that. You know what I mean? It's a lot more money to get back to a representation of that's not even what the original was. And that has consequences for us. So we got into that. And then now, as uh, we were just talking earlier, we've, we've, we've covered almost everything in digestive world, although we are we now have PhDs working for us in the microbiome and we're running all these kind of crazy tests. Like what happens if we put our vitamins and stuff with the, with the bacteria, do they grow faster? Do they show mobility? What happens if we bomb it with EMF waves? What happens if we add this toxin or we add a blue dye to the, like what happens to these little bacteria? Cause we have this symbiotic relationship with these bacteria, which are so essential to how our brain works, how our body works, how well we can lose body fat or build muscle or all these things that we have to realize is what I call me or what you call you is the external component, but there's this internal symbiotic relationship with these microscopic organisms that if we didn't have them, we'd be dead. As you probably know by now, the way to optimal health and fitness is through your gut. It's not what you eat, but it's what you digest that counts. Sometimes the body doesn't make enough digestive enzymes. This can slow the digestion process and lead to parasites and a whole host of issues. This is why I use masszymes. If I eat a steak or a huge plate of food, the last thing I want is for the food to ferment in my gut, increasing my likeliness of pathogens. Because of the aided digestion, Masszymes can promote brain health and increased energy too. It breaks down fats, starches and sugars as well as proteins. For the ultimate digestive enzyme, reach for masszymes. Check out bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. That website link again is bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. Wouldn't it be cool if you could break down fat and provide yourself energy without it having to be a fat-burning stimulant? Well, Capex by Bioptimizers does exactly that. It breaks down fats into fatty acids, L-carnitine transports the fatty acids into the mitochondria, and InnerSlim burns the fatty acids in the mitochondria. Assisting with growing a bigger mitochondria, you have CoQ10-7-Keto-DHEA, not forgetting Astrozyme. Taking Capex in the morning will provide a clean energy throughout the day. If you take it during a mealtime, then you will get official bowel movements, but more specifically, when you're on a ketogenic diet, and intermittent fast. Although bioptimizers do not make any fat burning claims, you can find that your ability to burn fat will be increased between 10 to 15%, especially considering it has fat digesting enzymes too. Just visit bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. And, and that is, a crazy thought because it's kind of like, well, what is really you? 
are you, is the bacteria part of you or are they kind of a separate entity? You can get into all these kind of existential questions if you're gonna go down the philosophical side of it. But what we learned is, is what are the elements that enhance aesthetics, performance, and health? And what are the things that detract from that? And that's why we're uh, launching our uh, biological optimization blueprint coming out, uh, actually anytime now where it's going to the printers right now to kind of allocate Here's how we systemically addressed a variety of challenges of the modern world and how do you go about uh, learning from the thousands of experiments that we've done and very few of these actually worked. I might wanna, I wanna save people time. There's a lot of failures there, like horrific failures. And so uh, it's to give people a framework, start here and then keep testing for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, what would you say that there is like, um, I don't know, like a, a enzyme starter pack for a person? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the number one product that we have uh, from an enzyme sample was a product we could develop called Masszymes. It's 17 different enzymes, very high in proteolytic enzymes, because that seems to be the, the area where most people have inflammatory responses. And that is undigested proteins. It's a big problem in our health. It causes all sorts of inflammatory conditions. But also as a bodybuilder, keep in mind, I was trying to compete at the world stage on a plant-based diet with no plant proteins because I just couldn't eat enough protein. It's a hell of a lot of fiber. I spent a lot of time on the toilet. <laughs> so it's like, God, how do I get more amino acids, which is what my muscles need? My muscles don't need protein. They need digested protein that is converted into amino acids for recovery. How do I get more of those to my muscles given the, the limited parameters? And we started with that and enzymes were part of the recovery process when I blew out my digestion and nobody had developed anything for people who were working out or athletic side or like they were, you know, there was people that sick and people with various sort of complications and health wise, but we were like, well, let's build something that'll help us, you know, build muscle, uh, improve our health, accelerate our recovery. And so we built it. And we've had three generations of that now. It's the newest version of it because uh, we're always looking at improving things. Mm. And that's been one of our best sellers throughout time. Uh, and it, it's now become in the biohacking community, the de facto number one enzyme product in the world because of the care, the quality, and the design that went into it from original, because we designed it from a completely different set of parameters than anybody else went. And that's why I think it's gotten such a cult-like following. And, and, and we call <laughs> it, it's enzymes for the masses. It'll digest just about anything. That's awesome. I've seen, I've seen the videos where you've put steak in, um, I don't know if it was water with the, with the enzymes. We, we put it in, uh, it was actually uh, vinegar. Vinegar. We put it in vinegar. Yeah, we put it in vinegar because we tried to create close approximation to hydrochloric acid. It's not really, but mm. just to illustrate the effect of that, this stuff would actually break down meat in a cup. And we did. Incredible. And it, yeah. and it was with vinegar, not even hydrochloric acid. So No. Yeah. And see, normal through digestion, you're going to have different enzymes that are going to be activated and deactivated. Um, as hydrochloric comes into your digestive tract 30 to 60 minutes after. So 
what would happen inside your body would probably be 10 to 100 times faster and more effective than what happened in that cup because we're talking of millions of years of evolution as opposed to a guy with a video camera and a cup of vinegar, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, talk to me about Capex. I do love Capex. I use that um, every morning. Um, normally have that with some coffee and I feel as though my energy levels do feel a bit lifted after maybe half an hour, possibly maybe a bit earlier sometimes, but yeah, like what, yeah, take me through that. I know it's very good for people who are on a, um, a ketogenic diet. Um, yeah. are there any other benefits in using it? Um, any other diet types? Well, I'll give a little backstory to that product because it's kind of funny. So for those who don't know, Matt, my business partner is a ketogenic guy doesn't metabolize carbohydrates very well. And I'm a plant-based guy. Couldn't digest fats very well. And we, and I'm a guy that can sleep really easy. He's a guy that struggles with sleep, hasn't put a lot of work in. And we have gotten into an extraordinary array of debates about sleep, about dietary practices and stuff. And, and I think the beauty of engaging someone with opposing views in a respectful way. And sometimes it would erode into disrespect, but that's, that's, that's part of the fun. Um, we always could come back to the table. We would challenge each other's assumptions. Uh, and, and whenever I would try to engage in a ketogenic diet in an experiment, as soon as I got my fat intake to a certain level, it would just start coming out of my stool. I felt crappy. I didn't, I didn't agree with this. And for him, when his carbohydrates went up to a certain point, he became sluggish. His sleep didn't work out. All, like he'd have the, and so we would debate this back and forth. So I said, well, dude, I can't, I can't do the ketogenic diet, man. I can't, there's like, this fat in my, in my crap, man. Doesn't work for me. <laughs> so we realized that, there was a variety of lipases, which lipases uh, are the enzymes that break down fats. And there wasn't just one type of lipase, just like there's not just one type of protease, there's a variety of them. Mm. And whether it's genetics or exposure to chemicalization or some weird aspect of, of methylation or something, there were certain fats that I just didn't do that well on. So he developed Capex to do three things, to improve the digestion absorption of fats, as well as the transport of those fats to the mitochondria, and then the uh, improved function of the mitochondria to burn them. That was the design of it. We're going to go from, you know, the whole design. And he made me try these in the blind. I had nothing to do with the development of that because he was determined to win this argument. This is an <laughs> argument that lasted more than a decade. You have to understand. So he created these products. He went to our, to our guys and crafted this cell up he says hey wait a minute i want you to try this i'm like what is it he says i can't tell you i'm like what are you talking about you can't tell me he's like no 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 this is an experiment you got to try right i want you to try these things and see what you feel so i went through the experiments and i i got the energy stimulation and and then finally i said okay dude well what the hell is going on here and then he explained it to me and i'm like okay we're gonna put this to the test i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna increase my fat intake and see if i start getting the oily stools again right and I said, that's kind of graphic, but I didn't. 
and I didn't have the weirdness that I felt. Now, that didn't mean I decided to go do a ketogenic diet, but I saw definitive results that I could metabolize, digest, and absorb fats better than I could before on it. Now, I take it every morning. I take a bunch of those caps first thing in the morning, and I like it because it seems, particularly on my fasting days, that I'm able to access the, the, the fat reserves in my body and, I, and I, my blood sugar doesn't cave or crash and I just feel a nice sustained energy. And so that's what I take it for. And I like it. And a lot of other people do mm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you can, so is it, is it more optimal for people on a ketogenic diet or can others use it? You know, cause like when I'm, when, when people are asking me which digestive enzymes they should take. I'm just trying to think what is the best ones for what kind of purpose, you know? Yeah. Generally as an overarching rule, I would say masszymes are going to be the most effective for anybody. Mm. If you've struggled with the ketogenic diet or you go through ketogenic flu or any of those things that people have, chances are you're just not metabolizing fats very well. And, and I think Capex can be very good to as an interactive component. I know a lot of people that have gallbladder issues and stuff do that. Um, you know, that they don't have the ability to produce the enzymes or have bile issues or these type of things that they find that right. by taking a cap or two before meals, they, they really notice a big difference in their ability to digest and absorb and utilize their food. So, um, and so for ketogenic people, it's a, it's a godsend. Um, and for people who have trouble digesting fats, but if you just want it as like an ergogenic aid, which I like to use it for, for in the mornings, I like to take it uh, in the morning to kind of give that extra energy boost. It works great for that. So you kind of, you kind of uh, leverage it for what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You guys have some, um, some multivitamin drops as well, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So we developed um, uh, Primergen vitamins and Primergen minerals, which can contain 74 different trace minerals. And people go, well, why do you get all those trace minerals in it? Well, for whatever reason, our, our bodies require all of these elements and it's, it's almost completely devoid of our food. And so by adding those in, I equate all of these little micro minerals like uh, frequencies on a radio dial. And so this is 101 and this is 102 and this is 103. It's particularly the platinum group metals like gold and silver and palladium and all these other elements. And so I equate that the, the, the DNA acts like a Tesla coil that amplifies electrical signals inside the body and that these elements are like the frequencies that allow you to experience a greater array, both uh, of input and output from our cellular environment because all communication, whether that's cell to cell or me to you, are, are related in our ability to express those electrical transmissions and convert them either into language or thoughts or uh, feelings. And when one is devoid of these things, I think it, is in, it impairs our ability to experience life as a fully functional human. And we added those in, we added the humic and fulvic shale because that's how plants convert uh, rocks into minerals. It's, it's what biological organisms do, use and we don't use any chemicals in order to extract those. And then, of course, we put in all the, the, the vitamins and, and, and components that people would need so that would be simple and easy and you could control it through a dropper. So, for example, it only stands to reason that a 300-pound lineman training twice a day for the NFL needs a different amount of vitamins and minerals than a 90-year-old, 82-pound uh, grandmother <laughs> living in a nursing home. And so this way, we could control the dose uh, that a person needs 
And if you needed a little more, if you were sweating a lot, you could take a little bit more vitamins. If you weren't or you weren't pushing yourself, you could take a little bit less and can control that based on your own uh, biological feedback. And then you can cross correlate it with spectra cell analysis or whatever you like. It's, you know, the sky's the limit on how you want to test it. Spectra cell analysis? Yeah. So I think that's probably the state of the art uh, technology for looking at how well, not just like most testing, if they do vitamin and mineral tests in your body, they're just testing the blood. They're not actually testing how well your body absorbs and utilize the elements in your blood. And so a spectra cell, they draw blood out of your system, they send it down to a place in Texas, then they spin it while they add all these different nutrients in it. And it allows them to tell two things. Number one, it allows them to see what is the actual deficiency within the cellular environment that you have. And it also indicates how well you absorb different vitamins and minerals. And so that way, you can now get a complete snapshot of how, or not even a snapshot, almost like a movie picture as opposed to a snapshot of what elements that you need to focus on for your unique lifestyle and genetics so that you optimize how many vitamins and minerals. Because I always say, every diet has advantages and disadvantages that oftentimes don't appear till months or even years down the road. Mm. When you're doing these tests, um, you know, you can start to determine uh, on, a, on a working movie model variances within your diet and you can, and you can uh, supplement, tar you can target your supplements relative to the deficiencies that you have with your own individual biology. And that has really accelerated the effectiveness and then shortened the curve to what we call high performance health. Um, because now we're able to say, hey, we don't have to spend, you know, $5,000 on all of these things. We can target and say, based on this diet and your lifestyle and your genetics, your hormone profile, you know, you're having a conversion problem here between DHEA to uh, testosterone levels. And that's because you're low in maybe zinc and copper. We can add those elements in there because you don't metabolize those well, put those in there. And all of a sudden we don't need to use uh, bioidentical hormones for that person because now they're able to convert the DHEA. Mm. And I'm telling you a story because that is specific to myself. Right. Okay. Okay. That's that a story that happened to me. I had these extraordinary levels of DHEA and I wasn't converting it uh, into its, you know, there's all these different hormone cascades. Well, then I determined, and guess what? I had a B12 zinc and copper deficiency in my life that I was able to address in a targeted level because I wasn't absorbing or using or whatever my diet. I put those back in and my testosterone started to go, start to go back up because I was converting instead of that, that testosterone being turned or that DHA being going down the estrogen pathway, it went down the testosterone pathway. And you know, now I'm almost 50 years old and I haven't had to rely on uh, hormone therapy, yeah. which I would have, if when I did my spectra cell test, when we were trying, when I crashed and burned uh, through excessive work, wow. we looked at that. Now, if I had gone to a typical endocrinologist to say, Wade, you're in your forties, it's over. You need to, you need to augment with testosterone in your life. And I don't have an, I don't have an issue with that, but I was like, well, before I do that, what other deficiencies have I exhausted here? And sure enough, uh, with my Jedi council, that's the experts that help advise me. We were able to mm -hmm. systematically go through a bunch of things. I made some lifestyle choices. I made some dietary choices and I made some supplement choices and 
literally uh, in less than a year's time, I was able to correct that, triple my testosterone levels, right? Wow. With zero side effects, you know? Otherwise I would have been subjected to, and I, I wanna kick that hormone thing down the road. Maybe I'll, I'll take it when I'm 50 or 60 or 70, or maybe I'll never have to, maybe we'll figure that out. But the longer I can kick, kick those kind of cascade type elements down the road, the longer I'm willing to do it because mm. we don't know what all the interactions once you start adding those elements in. Those are powerful elements. Mm, mm, mm. And it was all through a, a spectra cell test. Yes. Yeah, I got a, a great podcast with, um, this is great for guys, uh, with Dr. Paul Maximus. I think it's number 25. And he talks about the five tests that every man needs to do. Uh, your, your, your Dutch test, your hormone test, your homo IR, Actually, which is... Got which a is your, test, which uh, is right yeah, here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, HOMO IR, which is your blood sugar, insulin, and, and glucose response. Um, your pulse tests, which is the lesions in your heart. And, and then uh, you do your DEXA scan on top of that. And after that, you only just really need to monitor your DEXA scan. You can do the hormone tests and the, and the spectra cell tests and all those things like once every three to five years or do the specific test. Like if you've got a blood sugar issue, you're probably gonna do the homo IR one. If you've got a hormone issue, you're gonna deal with the Dutch test more often. If you've got um, some damage going on in your heart tissue, probably do the pulse test more. So now you can target which test to monitor your dietary components so that you're targeting whatever resources you have in a concentrated way to get the maximum result for that effect. So. That's how we always address everything in our company. We have these generalized principles that are universally applicable, but biohacking is about curating things for you, your life and what you want to achieve. Mm. And, and that's the unique aspect. I think that, you know, guys like yourself and what you're advocating and what, what, what we're advocating is to be able to curate specifically for that individual, exactly what they want. And uh, it's a lot of fun because every, everybody's their own unique equation it is quite fascinating isn't it it's um even when you go to the shop and it says this here is a superfood well it might be a superfood for many but it might be create an allergy for some others correct and, um i even remember doing a microbiome test and i was just pretty fascinated to see that i don't know things like artichokes was like super great for me and yeah, there was the Jerusalem artichoke as well, but like loads of things on there, which was supposed to be fantastic for my microbiome. And there were certain things going on in my body where I needed to eat a certain type of foods to then create a chemical reaction somewhere else to then build something else. But it had to happen in stages. And I just remembered during that time when I took this test, I was very gassy. But um, like evil gas, <laughs> right? And um, I was told I needed to eat certain types of food, so I started to incorporate a lot of a lot of pre prebiotic type stuff. And um, yeah, the moment I started to change it around, then that changed. And it's kind of interesting how you can just manipulate the the whole ecosystem or i don't know if manipulate is the right word but uh, just encourage it to move in a direction um 
I was going to ask, like, it, would, would, would like a, a microbiome test be something you'd be looking to incorporate in your business model at all? Because yeah, know, you know, gut related. So, well, the big, the big thing about gut tests, and there's a lot out there is there's biome and there's the gut map and you know, there's all these different tests. And I, I think we're entering into what I call the golden age of, 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 understanding the role of bacteria, which is a very dynamic system. It's changing literally day by day, mm. meal by meal. We haven't settled on one particular uh, test. I think that they're getting better and more sophisticated as we go along. Um, they're a little bit invasive. <laughs> so a lot of people are a little like, uh, I don't know, crapping in a bag is not something I want to do and all this sort of stuff, you know, so I get it. Um, so you, you need to be kind of a motivated. And I think for most biohackers that are motivated, they're going to find some tests that are relative and that they like and that their, their go-to expert on that area is going to give them the feedback they need. One day we hope to have it. Um, right now we're focused on the brain. So we're doing people fill out a uh, form on the brain and we customize nootropic stacks for that particular person for example so oh really on their, yeah on their individual brain chemistry because everybody's brain chemistry is different there's like eight different competing neurochemicals that make up your unique brain signature and how you access those individually and in concert with each other determines the vast array of emotional and psychological performance parameters that we live in and the beauty of that is that we have now been able to crack the code to say, okay, what's the neurochemical cascade that you want to feel happy? How do you want social uh, influence? How do you want verbal acuity or wow. deep levels of focus and stuff? And so it's, we're entering into a whole new realm. And um, I think this is going to continue to expand in virtually all aspects. And that's where Bioptimizers is headed right now. Like we're, 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 we we now have got the, the the traction, the resources, and the support of people that we can just keep hiring really really smart people who are really good at what they do and just just throw crazy experiences experiments that Matt and I dream up and <laughs> you know like hey what happens if you do this? <laughs> That's so great. Is is that the newest project that you're working on now? What's what's the newest product which, which yeah you're currently working on? Yeah, so we just launched our nootropic uh, webinar the other day where we bring in our, our neurochemical expert. We call him Mr. Newts for reasons he keeps his identification uh, obscure. Right. And he's cracked the code on it, and I'll give you the results. So the last four months since we were using his formulas for myself and for Matt, we increased the company 20% month on month. We've never worked harder, hired more, did more business, or grown the company faster, or produced more products than ever before with more ease and grace than we ever had. And then we were like, well, okay, well, we're getting the customized stacks this guy's building for us. Uh, how do we do this for the general public? How do we do that? So we talked to, this, we talked to our, our friend and he's like, well, if, if, if you guys filled out a form, and be, with that form, it's kind of like most people know what the Braverman test. The Braverman test determines your neurochemical dominance inside the body. And right. you can go online for Braverman test and get that. So we were like, well, 
if we could take the test that you use to determine a person's neurochemistry, and we could code that with our coders into a system where people can like access it, where they could fill out the information, would we be able to customize and build nootropic formulations for that person's individual neurochemistry? And he says, yeah, we could. Can you, can you guys can do the programming? And we're like, yeah, we'll get the programmers to do it. So we built the programs for the interface to do that. And then now they literally make each cap one-on-one. -on -one. Some of these have caps within caps within caps. Some of these have caps that go with different powders because you need, a, you need to hit it first and then you need stimulation throughout the day to maintain that certain neurochemical. And then it gets really fun because then you could take, like we do, you could take this one with this one and this one and get this result, or you could take that one and this one and that one for that result. And so we've built out different models for people to experiment with. And then the beauty of this is they give us the feedback on a month to month basis. Hey, I like this stack. I didn't like this one. This one was pretty good. Based on that, we, we, we retweak the chemistry for that individual to optimize it. So it's really, really exciting. And we're really jacked about it. We just had our first seminar last Thursday. It exploded with results. Our chemistry team is in the background making these things for people right now. And it's super fun. So, uh, I don't know where it's all going, but we're having fun doing it. And we're just, you know, I've never felt so sharp, so alive, so focused than um, we have before. And it's never been easier than ever. And, and so this was a dream of ours 15 years ago yeah, and it's, it's arrived. It's incredible. Just on this here, I'm just thinking, all right, so let's say for instance, someone is interested in this nootropic. They, what do they need to fill out a form online first and then yeah piece it all together and it's all customized there's no like generic like let's say masszymes or yes. apex or whatever so we have a we have a generalized base formula in each one of these stacks that will probably release in a generalized formation right uh, as you know like we'll because we just did this this is like you just interviewed me literally a week after we completed all this stuff so uh, we have the general basis and then the systematization, we have three different levels. We have like brilliance on demand, and then we have focus ferocity, and then we have what we call world domination, which is the, the, the crazy people like us that just want to get up in the morning, take a new nootropic blend, grind for 12 hours straight and go off and, you know, play athletics and, you know, hang out with their friends and all that sort of stuff. Like we're, we're, we're those type of guys. So we're over on the world domination side. That's not work for everybody. It's, you know, some people just want, Hey, I need to be focused for this book or I need to write this. That's great. Some people say, Hey, I just want to be able to have feel more comfortable in a social situation so I can get my thoughts and words to be unified. There's unique brain chemistry for that. And um, yeah, so we've, customized it out for people and we're getting that feedback to continue to tweak um the formulations based on the feedback that we receive from the people who are using it and it's it's really extraordinary times and and i will say all this too i, I want to be clear and precise concordant to that matt and our whole team we have been using uh, neurofeedback training for many many years we, we've been to biocybernaut 40 years of zen so I would say that is the neural connectivity in the different brain states 
this, you know, the, creating the dendrite and axion content connections to allow you to do whatever skills that you want to develop. Mm. This is the neurochemistry side to opposite, to, to optimize the fluid from which those transactions happen in. And so I think that they work concordantly together. They also work independently of themselves. Ideally, a person's doing all of the above to get maximal effectiveness. And I think most people listening to your podcast are more of those type of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have any recommendations for neurofeedback at all? Take whatever money that you can scrounge up and go to 40 years of Zen as soon as possible. Um, the, the transformational changes that I was able to make in both BioCyberNot uh, when I went to my first ones to the neurofeedback training that Dave Asprey has developed with 40 years of Zen have been absolutely extraordinary. Changed my life, changed Matt's life. We, we take our executives to our team. We have not found anything that has allowed us to increase our return on investment. I'm not getting paid to, to do a promo. That's not my company. I'm just sharing with you the patterns of our thinking in our emotional life are rewirable under the right conditions and they create the right conditions at those space to customize changes in your life as well as counseling through you because it can be disruptive mm -hmm. and it can certainly, you know, it's usually about two months after you go to those one events, which I would say is an adjustment period to get used to the new you. Right. And then, and then you kind of get, okay, you get into it and then, you know, six months goes by and you're like, it's, it's, it's time to go back. I need a new me. And, uh, you know, right. we go twice a year now. So that's incredible. about all you can handle. So once or twice a year is about all you can really handle to optimize it. Right. Right. Have you tried, uh, ayahuasca at all? Oh yeah. I've, 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 I've done a whole array of plant medicines. Mm. Um, you know, and, uh, I think under the right conditions with what I would call an expert, and I'm not talking about, you know, I, hey, I took ayahuasca four times and now I'm a shaman. You know, I'm talking about someone that has interacted and has a, a lineage and a history and a structure to using those uh, plant medicines. They can be extraordinary for people under the right conditions and they can be extraordinarily damaging for people under the wrong conditions. And so I encourage everybody to use them, uh, caveat emptor, buyer beware be very clear about set and setting and about the intention that you're taking into that. These are not recreational chemicals, um, but they are extraordinary tools who have been used thousands of years by various cultures on the world to overcome the challenges of what it is to be a human. You know, it's not easy for, you know, we all have our, our strengths and we all have our limits and our liabilities and we're all trying to do the best that we can. That's it. That's it. Look, Wade, it's been, oh, it's been, it's been phenomenal, my friend. Oh, always a slice, always a slice connecting with you, Roger. I was hoping that we were going to hang out this year at the, the health optimization summit, but of course everything I canceled I sucked. I can't wait to go across the pond sooner or later. Of course, um, it'll happen in the physical person, but uh, at least we got the digital connection. I know. Absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully, we can connect again, man. Just the not even a podcast, we just chat. Do you know what Anytime. I mean? Anytime. Anytime. For sure. Love chatting with you, brother. Oh, man. Pleasure is always mine. Seriously, I love your energy, your drive, and just the, your, your choice of words. I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like writing everything down. It's incredible. So, where can people find you, Wade? I think 
people might know about bioptimizers. Um, uh, what about yourself as well? Do you have any personal links where people can check out? Sure. So they can go to um, bioptimizers.com slash Roger Snipes and put in Snipes 10. You can get any of our products. You can also get uh, without ordering anything, you can get my awesome health course, which is the basic foundation of the philosophy that I advocate. Uh, and supplements don't come to, to, to the sixth category. So it's not all about supplements. Mm -hmm. um, we're available on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And I'm not a big social media guy myself. My team does a great job of taking my random musings occasionally when I so, I so, I'm so inclined to turn on my camera or write something down. They capture that for me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I don't think I'll ever be a great social media master. I think we got a podcast, the Awesome Health Podcast, where we interview people like yourself uh, and get all the latest and greatest. And so that's a lot of fun. So yeah, you can reach me through any of those channels. Fantastic. That's superb. Again, Wade, it's been superb. Have an amazing day. Thank you, sir. I will do so. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.